0: Come on in, everybody. Come have a seat. Boy, it's crazy how when the kids leave, the church just empties, eh? <laughs> okay, everybody have a seat. I'm going to take a minute to say a prayer for Dean. Great. Okay. God, thanks for Dean. Lord, thank you for the word that you have given to him to speak. And I pray that you would give him the ability to just let everything else fall away now that you would inspire his mind and open his heart to hear from you and that you would do the same for all of us that are listening God that you would cause everything else that may distract us to just be silent and just to hear from you through Dean that you would bless this time and that we would know your thoughts and your heart for us through this message in Jesus name, amen
1: thanks (laughs) Hi. Christmas is a bad time to preach because you know you're so busy. What we're gonna talk about. So Christmas. Isn't that a pretty picture? (laughs) Oh ours looks exactly like that. This is our living room, yeah. Um, I have kind of mixed feelings about Christmas, as I'm sure a lot of you do. I really, I like uh, decorations. I like lights. Lights are pretty. I like kind of the magical, happy, getting together with each other, giving gifts, celebrating Jesus' birth. I really like that. I really, really hate the commercialism. I really, really hate the busyness, the stress, and how I also hate sometimes getting together with family. As much as I like it, it's very unpleasant sometimes, too. So, yeah, so Christmas. That's Christmas. Um, we'll move on. <laughs> this year, I'm way more positive than last year. You should see me last year. I was... I was ready to cancel completely. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. It worked. Okay, good. Um, So, we're doing Advent Conspiracy this year, which I'll read this to you. It's a movement designed to help us all slow down and experience a Christmas worth remembering. So, we're trying to go against the grain of society, against all the busyness, against the commercialism, and do something more meaningful. Um, last week, Joanna talked about worshiping fully, kind of um, s- thinking more about God and trying to focus more on God during the whole season. I'll be speaking about spending less. Next week, Gordy will be speaking about giving more. And then Crystal, I believe, will be talking about love all. So, a reminder. You know how hard it is to find a picture of the manger scene that isn't all, like, with the holy light and all? (laughs) I was trying to find one that looked authentic, and it was really hard to do. So this is the closest I could get. This um, Jesus' birth was not amazing in many respects. You know, a single mom, um, young, they didn't even have a room. It was in a manger. He was born next to all the animals. I mean, there was no... I mean, okay, there was an angel choir, but no one really saw it. Um, (laughs) It wasn't... It was very humble. You think about a king being born. Like, there was no national holiday. There was no parades. There was nothing. So try to keep that in mind. Um, That looks almost the same, hey? That's a. Uh, isn't that awesome? It's light it's got lights. I like lights. But I don't see Jesus there. There's Santa. Almost the same, I guess. So we're trying to get back to the first picture. So the problem. We spend too darn much at Christmas. I don't think I really have to prove that. I'll give you some statistics um america spends around 450 billion dollars during the christmas season that's billion dollars 450 billion dollars that's a lot of money i'm sure worldwide it's it's yeah probably three or four times that but i mean the amount of money you could well, i don't know provide drinking water for everyone in the world you could feed a few million people Anyway, it's about Jesus, right? So in Canada, um, in 2012, estimates are $1,400 per person. Uh, 600 on gifts, 300 on entertaining, 360 on trips. Um, I have no trouble believing that. I, I think our budget's probably more than that. I don't know. I think. <laughs> Confession, yeah, we're, we're not really spending less. Um, <laughs> but it's a good idea. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm thinking we probably, I think we probably get gifts for 20 people. And it's hard to get a decent gift for someone that they're not just going to throw away for less than 50 bucks. Well, that's $1,000. Yeah, so we'll talk about that a little more. You can pray for our family. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> One of the websites I went to is um, people are encouraged to spend more just to help, you know, fight the recession. So do your part to fight the recession. Spend more at Christmas. Awesome. And of course, you know, the, way you, the best way to pay for all that is to borrow the money because who has how much money kicking around? So, what's it? Why do we do it? Um, we got to go way back for this. Shalom. Shalom is an awesome word, Hebrew word meaning peace, but not just peace. Peace in the sense that, like, big peace, like everything in the world is good. It's uh, everything's right. Shalom would be like the Garden of Eden was shalom. Um, our, our time with God in eternity will be shalom. Uh, Christmas is not shalom. I'm going to go back to Adam and Eve because I think that's important. I think it's got a lot to do with why we spend what we do. And um, if I don't go back that far, my sermon will be way too short because I don't talk much. So we're going to go. We were made for the garden. If you um, Remember, God made Adam and Eve. God put them in the garden, no sin, beautiful place, everything was provided for. Um, They had each other, they had God, there was close community. Um, But then, yeah, said that. I love this quote, um, Genesis 3.8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And just... That picture, you know, God just coming into the garden, going for a stroll, hoping to hang out with Adam and Eve, and just that picture of shalom is beautiful, and I I really like that. Of course, it all got messed up due to sin, um, so we don't have that anymore. But that's what we were made for, and because we don't have that, we long for it. There's an emptiness in us, which I think I'm gonna talk about later. Here's a quote from Adam Conspiracy. There's actually a book, which I didn't read, but I got the quote. We're constantly searching for the one thing that will satisfy us, which ultimately is is God. Yet each time we trust the promises of our possessions, more barriers are raised between our true selves and God's plain command to love him above all things. It's not that we necessarily want more, it's that what we want is something we can't buy. Interesting. That's Blaise Pascal there. There's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man which cannot be filled by any created thing, but only by God, the Creator, made known through Jesus. And... One of the main reasons I became a Christian back when I was 18 or 19 or whatever was this sense of emptiness that I felt in my life, this meaninglessness and this emptiness. And when I became a Christian, um, it largely went away. Like that hole was filled and, and I felt much more whole, I felt much better. But that was a long time ago and I've become to realize that It didn't totally go away. It mostly went away. I'm I'm doing much better than I was, but I'm still not with God. So there's still a longing, a longing to be with Him, a longing for that relationship, a longing for the shalom that we were made for. And um, I think all of us, all of us have this, and all of us try different ways to fill it. And one th- one way is with possessions. You know, we buy things we like. We like our toys. They distract us. Uh, a root of a lot of addictions is um, through broken community. Broken community is a root of many, many addictions. And if you look closely and honestly at your own life, you'll probably see some addictive behaviors that are rooted in discontentment. So all that ties into Christmas. Here's Paul talking to Timothy about discontentment. Uh, Timothy 6, 1 Timothy six 6.6. Uh, Godliness without contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, will we, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. So, Paul's calling us to be content with food and clothing because that's all we really need and not to chase after all the other things. So, there's a few reasons. I mean, we spend too much for many reasons, but I, I just, as we go through the rest of this, I want you to keep in mind that. We are all basically broken and we are all wanting to be. Good, good. I <laughs> that would be bad. I didn't wear hairspray though, so it, it shouldn't be that bad. I got a new haircut. See? Thanks. <laughs> so we're basically broken and we're basically wanting to recapture uh, the community with God and Eden. So that's what's behind all this. Um, so it's here's a good reason by, for spending too much. Just to bless others and to celebrate Jesus' birth. Which is good. That's a good motivation. It's seeing someone open a present that is perfect for them, seeing the joy on their face, that, that's awesome. Um, unfortunately, in our society, it's the value of things is often equated with money, or the value of everything, really, is equated with the financial value. And it's really not like that. That's not really true. It's really much more important how much you give of yourself and how meaningful the gift is, like how well the gift actually fits the person as opposed to just buying something expensive because it's expensive and it's going to be good. Sometimes we spend too much because we're competing with people. Um, the neighborhood I live in is awesome because no one puts up Christmas lights. So even, even though mine pretty much suck, they're the best in the neighborhood yes! <laughs> I don't have to try to. Her. But, you know, this idea that if, if I give someone, like if I give my mom a gift that costs more than the one my sister's giving, clearly I love her more. Which is just not true. And, you know, advertisers are very smart, and they realize that we basically feel discontent, so they make the most of it, and they, um, like, watch ads critically sometimes, and so many ads are just talking about selling a lifestyle or selling a picture of the good life, or... Advertising is trying to create in us a need and a want. So part of the reason why it's so hard for us not to be discontent in this society is because we're bombarded with all these advertisements telling us how much we need things which we don't actually need. And they're just, they are just want our money, really. And I know, um, I mean, our Christmas list, at least part of the reason there's so many people on it is because there's expectations, there's family expectations that we need to give to people. And um, that's a hard one because you don't, want to offend people, but it's tricky to put on appropriate boundaries and, and still give and still have people want to talk to you. <laughs> Discontentment, which I've talked about. Why this is bad. Why is it bad to spend too much? Well, <laughs> everything's about money. So this is... um i've talked about it's uh it's not true you know you can't value the most important things in life cannot be valued by money things like relationships or just hanging out with people or or you know giving from your heart you can't put money on that so there's a few things that we like to do at christmas to try to kind of bring us back into focus um I don't know if and I'm sure a lot of you have seen this movie. We watch this every christmas um so it's a wonderful life it The movie's about George Bailey. It follows his life, and he um he, as a teen he has these ideas about what he wants his life to be, and they're all like exotic travel, and he's gonna do all these amazing things and and as it it doesn't work out and in the end he's he's kind of he's reaching middle age and he's um he's got a big family and and his life isn't going at all like he expected and he feels like um it isn't meaningful in many ways i can relate well to this movie maybe that's why i watch it every year <laughs> anyways um So he's going to end it all, and and God intervenes and shows him what what the community would be like if he had not been there. And he realizes through that just the impact that he's had on the community, and he never even realized. He was never aware. He just lived his life, and he impacted so many lives, and... um, in the end, the whole community rallies around him, and uh, and, and they just... the li- One of the lines at the very end is they toast to George Bailey, and they say, to George Bailey, the richest man in... What's it? Bedford Springs? Bedford Falls, Bedford Falls which he isn't the richest man. Uh, Mr. Potter is the richest man financially. He basically owns the town. But he is the richest man because he has something that Mr. Potter can't even touch. He has lived his life in love, and he's given, and he's given, and he's done such amazing things. So there's that. And then the other movie we like to watch is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Because it's similar in that um, the Grinch thinks Christmas is all about the things, it's about the trees, the decorations, the gifts, all the, all the glitz. And so he tries to steal Christmas. He takes all the stuff, and then Christmas still comes. All the Whos still sing Christmas carols. And the Grinch realizes that's not what it's about. It wasn't about the stuff. It's about being with each other, and it's about love. So great movie. Yep. <laughs> It's a <laughs> maybe good therapy after you come home from the mall, <laughs> watch the, the Grinch. <laughs> Other things, overspending is bad because debt makes us a slave. Um, and we don't have money to bless people who are really in need if we're busy just trying to pay the bills from our overspending. Proverbs 22.7, the rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. Hmm, Very sobering words, thought. What else is bad about it? I don't know if you thought about buying cheap stuff, but um, you should maybe think about why things are so cheap. And a lot of times, things are really cheap because the people that made them are getting paid nothing. And they're working in horrible conditions. And so you're spending money buying something really cheap um, that will probably be thrown out because it's not a good gift. And it's just so futile and such bad stewardship. Um, I was going to quote Micah 6-8, but it's just about justice and about us living justly and buying cheap goods is not living trusty many times. And of course, being ridiculously busy leads to being really stressed out and leads to having a Christmas that really isn't much fun. Um, so that's something to try to avoid. Here's a great quote by... This is what C.S. Lewis did. I feel exactly about you do... Exactly as you do about the horrid commercial racket they've made out of Christmas. I send no cards and give no presents except to children. (laughs) So that's one solution. It's maybe not the best solution. Um, You kind of, such an extreme approach alienates people for sure. So maybe we can find more of a middle ground. But learning to say no is important. You don't actually have to go to every Christmas party you're invited to. Crazy. You don't have to give gifts to everyone who expects one. You know, things like that. Think about realistically what can you do and what's most important. And why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you giving what you're giving? So spend less. Spend more wisely. Think about what you're doing. Think about the gifts. Um, and it's hard if you're giving gifts to people you're not really in relationship with because it's hard to give them a meaningful gift because you don't know who they are, you know? So then you end up spending too much. Well, one of the things on the, the Advent Conspiracy recommends is spending money on gifts that will still be remembered in a year. That's tricky. Um, Gordy's going to talk about this next week, I'm sure, but I'm going to just hit on a few things. Things that are often meaningful are things like giving experiences. Um, One of the things we like to do at Christmas is we go to, sometimes, not every year, we go to the Metro Theater has a pantomime. So it's a Christmas play, audience interactive. It's a lot of fun. And it's not that expensive. Um, I like Christmas lights. I don't know if I mentioned that. So I like to go to Van and Gardens. Or we go as a family. Or if it's a year when we really don't have enough money for that, you can just go. Man, there's some people. There are certain streets in the city where everyone just goes nuts with lights. Trinity. Trinity. So go for a drive and see the lights. It's a good family event. Homemade gifts are sometimes a good idea. <laughs> well, I say that because you're you're trying to de-stress, right? So it's a time money thing. If you're spending 40 hours making a gift for someone, well, you know, it might be better for you to buy something because, <laughs> or maybe it's some middle ground, but. Um, I don't know if you all have seen the uh, World Vision gift catalog. It's a great, great gifts in there where you, Rose, I'm just going to give you a a cow that's going to go to a third world country. (laughs) But very meaningful gifts. Some people don't appreciate getting gifts like that, but some people really do. Or giving yourself instead of spending more. So giving relational things... Um, yeah, spending time together. I don't know if there's this thing in your uh, bulletin that I guess Joanna made. I don't even know. There's lots of ideas in there with things you can do, just ways to spend time together. If You know, there's a lot of cheap things you can do that are still meaningful and still good. And of course, there's also helping others through the church, which I have to mention. Um, Our church is closely tied to Hope for the Nations, who help vulnerable children all over the world. And if you go to their website, like, you can give through... Mostly giving for this would be financial, but I guess you could volunteer, too, if you wanted to, but it would be overseas. But sponsoring a child or donating, that'd be a great thing to do this Christmas. And then there's Chili Wagon. I like the, I like the picture. Yeah. That's what it is, eh, Gordy? That's Chili Wagon. <laughs> that picture right there. <laughs> yeah, just a big fiesta at the park every Tuesday. Yeah, every week. Rain or shine. It never rains on Tuesday, though. No, nope, not. If that's right. Um, and I, you've heard a lot about Chilliwag and what you haven't heard is what it's about it's really easy to think that we're just going down there to give out food which we do but that's not the motivation really the motivation really is about being in the community and building relationship with people food is just kind of like a hook to get people to come shh, don't tell them we're trying to build community we're trying to be Jesus in the community, um, and we don't preach. We don't. We don't go down there telling people about God, um, other than by what we're doing. We're open to talk about God, but it's not. It's funny because one. I think there was a couple of weeks where there was another church that came and they preached. <laughs> when we were actually, back. I thought. <laughs> You're kind of missing the point. This isn't why we're here. But they felt, you know, these people need to hear about Jesus. And, and look, there's a crowd of people. We should talk to them about Jesus. Well, we are. We're just doing it by doing it. So that's what Chili Wagon's about. Um, and there's ways to help. You've heard about the shoeboxes. You've heard about the Christmas meal. We've never done that before. It should be interesting. It should be interesting to see how it all works out. There's a big difference between handing out chili and doing a full-on meal, but I'm sure it'll work. Um, so you can give money. Money is always helpful, but you can also help out. And year-long, all year-long. Right? Another thing you may not know about Chili Wagon is uh, for most of the year, there's probably only five or six people that do it. Like, there's not many people doing it. And if a few people don't show up, then there's been weeks where it's only been two or three of us. Like, we've had to have people in the park help us serve, which is actually good, but it's a little stressful. That's right. So, you know, right now we have a YWAM team, so it's pretty easy, but they'll be leaving shortly and... (laughs) On the 18th, yes. So feel free to help out during the rest of the year. And it doesn't have to be every Tuesday. It could be just once a month, and it doesn't have to be... I mean, it's the kind of ministry that suits people who are servants because there's a lot of servant kind of tasks, but there's other things too. You you can talk to people. Some people like talking to people. I don't understand it, but I know there's people that enjoy it. Um, Or you can, if you're musical, you can come and play music for us. That's a good thing too. There's lots of opportunities. Look at that. See, twelve o'clock. I'm almost done. (laughs) That's right. I tend. (laughs) My conclusion will not be as long as Gordy's sometimes are. (laughs) Not to point fingers. (laughs) <laughs> so spend less I don't know if you've heard this <laughs> maybe you haven't seen this yet more, maybe more importantly spending wisely it didn't occur to me to talk about buying one less gift and donating the money but that's a good idea um, yeah save some money and then use it for something to bless someone who's truly in need that's a good idea. Think about, think about Jesus. Oh, Kaylee would like more gifts. Yes. So buy less gifts. Give them to Kaylee. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then you'll give them away. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Try to give meaningful, high-value gifts. And Gordy will talk about this next week. But it's... Think about why you're doing it. I mean, really going back to what's your motivation. And you know the worst way to go Christmas shopping is the way a lot of guys do it. Wait till the very last minute. And then, <laughs> What's wrong with it is you go... And you have no plan. So you you find yourself in a mall, which is a very foreign environment, with a lot of other people who are all panicked, like you are, and um, I try not to. (laughs) Um, But then you tend to impulse buy, right? Like, people who design stores, stores are designed, you know, they don't just happen to have things on the shelves in certain places. They're designed to manipulate you into buying certain things. So if you're going in there in a hurry with no plan, you are sucked in, like you're shot, that's it. You're going to buy what they want you to, and it probably won't be what you need. So it's a really bad way to do it. A much better way is to think about it and to have a plan to go looking for, like have a list. Whoa, just like Santa, Santa has a list, wise man. And he starts early, also wise. (laughs) Of course, I haven't thought about wedding getting rose yet. But a cow, that's right. (laughs) Isn't it? A cow like 300 bucks or something. Yeah. It's (laughs) a pretty cheap cow. Oh, really? (laughs) I'll just work more for Christmas. So I can buy a cow. Or, no, no! I'll (laughs) buy it on the credit card. You should pray for me, really. That's what I'm saying. Um, Here's a fun exercise. Try to think about what Christmas could be like. (laughs) Uh, Think about the things that you enjoy, the things that give it meaning. the things that are essential, I guess, for Christmas, for you. And um, try to do that without being too busy, without spending too much money. Sounds easy. I think I'll pray. Because <laughs> it's not easy. So, Lord, I thank you Um for christmas just the miracle of christmas just the that you as creator came to be created with us that you bridged that divide that you came and and you were one of us and through your life you showed us how to live and through your death you reconciled us to god And just what a wonder that is. And I pray during this Christmas season, you would help us to not lose sight of that, to not get sucked into the hype, to um, just focus on you and to spend wisely. I thank you that your spirit empowers us to do these things. Amen. Amen.
0: The thought that I had just as Dean was praying is that in order for each one of us to believe that the gift of our presence to somebody else would be valuable, we have to have a revelation of our own value and our own worth. And the fact is is that we need to know that us being with someone is a gift. Us being willing to spend time with someone is a gift. And so that was my sense to, to pray today, that God would give a new revelation to each one of us, how he feels about us. This morning there was like f- 57 things going on, and um, Sophia said to me, Oh, Mom, will you dance with me? And um, it was just a brief moment. She was so patient to wait for me to, to be with her, Um, in the midst of everything else that was happening. And God just gave me a little tap on the shoulder. You know, I was in the midst of thinking like, okay, am I doing this? Am I doing this? And it was just like, just look at your kid. Like the way you feel about her, that's how I feel about you. I was like, oh, thanks, Lord. That's great. So Lord, I just will ask that you would come right now and that you would speak to each person here. And Dean was bold enough to ask for, she said, pray for me. So I just pray a special blessing on Dean and Rose and Kaylee and Seth and Bree and their families. Lord, this is a family that really does love to give. And they've just been through such a long season that you finally brought some light this Christmas. Just pray that you would bless them beyond their wildest imagination. And that you would give Dean and Rose and Kaylee and each one of us here, each person here right now, just as we're sitting in this peace, that you've you've had this peace over this place today, all from the moment the worship team started to practice. And it's just, I just give you the glory for it. It's all you. Lord, would you speak to each one to just say, I came for you. My daughter, my son, I came for you. I made myself vulnerable for you. And you are so worth it. Your presence is a gift. Your presence is a gift to us in this church. To the people you're in community with, your presence is a gift. The Lord would just have you know today you are so precious to him.
2: I, I usually ask the Lord, whether I'm speaking or not, uh, to give me a word uh, of release. And sometimes he does, and sometimes he doesn't. But the word that he gave me today was exactly what Joanna just said. It was exactly that word. And so I, I just feel the Holy Spirit is on that. I think one of the ways that the Lord brings value, one of the most significant ways that God brings value to us <coughs> is through Father, through uh, and when I say father, I'm using that a bit as not just as a person. It's more like a substance. It's, the, it's fathering. It's God is our father, and he gives us value and worth through his fathering of us. That's why it's so important in our discipleship to learn to be fathered by God. And he uses, I believe, brothers in our lives to father us. I believe he uses men, uh, godly whole men but often there's a lack of that in our world because our world is so broken but I feel like today that there's some of you the Lord wants to give you a father's blessing and so uh, go to a guy that you trust or you come up here and uh, receive prayer I, I just sense I'm supposed to lay hands on a couple of people today and give you the father's blessing.
3: Uh, share a big thank you for people like Scott and Kim. I I just want to thank you guys. When they came over, we have a homestay student. I do international language homestay. I have a young woman who is a beautiful young woman who, uh, you know, basically she had some Catholic roots, but has been really not walking with the Lord. And she wants to come to church next week. And it's going to be very exciting. And Scott and Kim were the first couple that came into our home and met her, and they were so friendly and kind to her. And I was just amazed, really, how loving this church is, how many people really care. And then we went over to your house, and she, you know, she'll say, so, I don't know, I don't want to go. She's shy. Then she came to your home group. And you guys, I want to thank all those people that were there, Kenny. Everybody was so kind to her. And Kim was playing the piano. We were kind of farting around, singing, and and she just loved it. So anyway, she now wants to come to church. And she's only been here with me for five weeks. And I'm really excited about, you know, how the Holy Spirit is moving on her. And I, I think that she's going to open her heart up to Jesus next Sunday. But I want to thank the home group for the, the love and the friendship And particularly, I just want to thank, I just, I think Jesus wants to thank you guys that it makes a huge difference when you, when you gather together and you share the love of God.
0: So if there are some of you brothers who can resonate with feeling like you're able to give a father's blessing and you are somebody that, uh, has the, the blessing of leadership or eldership in, in our church or we're known or in relationship with you, I would invite you to come and, and join Gordy here to be able to pray and give blessing. Or if you're just next to somebody that you trust and you feel like that's a prayer they could pray with you, please invite them to do that. And, um, and we are going to um, uh, bless you to go. Um, one small business thing on the way out. Take your bulletin with you. Give, recycle the bits you're not going to use and put your awesome connect form and your pen back in the baskets over there. And be blessed. And we're so looking forward to our Christmas celebration next week. It's going to be really exciting. So thank you for being with us today. And um, are you going to come or should we have music or what's going to... Yeah, Alex is going to come and do the little thing that he's making up right now. On his way up here, he's making up a thing right now, which we'll hear in just a second. Awesome. So, God, you're so good. Thank you for this time, and thank you for this community. Thank you for the opportunity to come together today, and thank you for how much you love Christmas because you gave the best gift of all and you give and give and give and that's what you want to give more of today so we just want to say thank you for the gift of your presence thank you that you want to speak to each person here today that their presence is valuable that them being with someone is a gift that to give time of themselves would be valuable and a blessing and would you not Would you not let anybody leave if they still have stuff to do with you? Would you please speak to each person until they're done? And we even have parents, you've got like two minutes that you could actually sit before you had to pick up your kids. Thank you, Dean. But, um, yeah, just bless you and bless the rest of your week and all of your preparations in this season. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.